Jesus, thank you. Maybe you are thinking the Lord has brought you thus far to, to put you to shame. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Lord is going to glorify himself in your life. I say to someone, the Lord will glorify himself in your circumstance. Oh, you cannot be put to shame. Rather than Joshua to be put to shame, the son stood in the valley of Ajalon. I announce to you, every forces of life begins to bow to you. In the name of Jesus, all things work together for good, for your good. All things work together for your good. Thank you. does not care about our shortcomings. Oh, thank you. The one whose love is unconditional. He loves us still. He loves us still. Thank you for your love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because we are, we know you are, you are able to you are able to save. You are able to provide. You are able to lift us up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A father that knows our worth. A father that will not talk you down. He doesn't even see your sins. He does not keep record of your shortcomings. The maker of your life, the lover of your soul, that says, I will not allow your soul to perish. I'm going to give my son for your ransom. What love can be more than this? Your father cannot die for you. Your mother cannot die for you. But Jesus did.
Jesus. Please be seated. Thank you, Grace Mission. God bless you. Glory be to Jesus. It's a communion service today. We bless God for another Wednesday, for another enablement. That we are alive today is because God has a reason for us to be alive. He has a he still has a purpose for our lives. And for that we are very grateful. I don't know about you, but I am I am grateful. But I am grateful. Very, very grateful. say to you that don't take the gift of life for granted. Because the Lord is the one that is sustaining you. So don't take that gift of life for granted. Be grateful. Can you move to this side so I can have a, a bit of balance there, so I can focus better. Because I, I might have to be turning to the side and all of that. Okay. So don't take the gift of life for granted. I need you to know that the life that you have is a resource of heaven. Which is why we cannot live that life anyhow when 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 something is given to you you you're going to give account for example if i give money to anyone to go and get something right a sum of money i say okay just keep and when a need arises use the money for it at some point i'm going to come and ask how was the money expended? And so it is important for each and every one of us to know that we are going to give account of our lives one day. You are a steward of the life that you have. And so this evening we are going to be looking at stewardship. before then I need us to understand that the word of the Lord is God brethren and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God, you may be thoroughly equipped for every good work First, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 the scripture is brethren by God and it is useful for teaching, for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. In righteousness. So that you may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, when you look at the Bible, it's not just a letter. It was inspired by the Spirit of God. And so, you don't see it as a letter. You must see it as the Word of God. Which is why the letter kill it. Don't approach the Bible like you are approaching your textbook, your professional textbook. You must always trust the Holy Spirit to expand His Word in your heart so that you may have an understanding. See, Pastor Fuki has told us that when you don't understand the script, you'll go back to the writer of the script. 
Can anyone define to me what stewardship is? Anyone? Just a try. It's Bible study, so. Huh? Somebody's checking Google. Google is your friend. Becky, what is stewardship? to listen very carefully. I thank God who myself as my forefathers, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Stewardship is utilizing and managing all resources that God provides for his honor. And the, for his honor and the betterment of his creation. I've taught this before. It's just a note I just... better like, like this. Okay, so, biblical stewardship is utilizing and managing all the resources. All the resources. In, you know, I said I started by saying that your life is a resource of heaven. God gave it to you. Right? The life I have is not mine. So, if I live in that consciousness of, I am going to give an account of the life I live, I will be careful of how I live my life. And so, when the resources is given, it is expected that it should be used according to the intention of the giver, right? So, I cannot use a resources that is not mine the way I want. So, we need to have a mind shift from, it's, it's a good place to start, sincerely, that my life is not mine. And the truth is, it is not yours. How come it's easier for us when we want to take things from God, we remember that I belong to you. And once that is given, it belongs to me. So I can use it the way I want. So you're asking God for promotion. God has given it to you. And so you are using that privilege of a, of a lifting without considering without God being in the picture. We, we must... When an ambassador is sent to another country, he uses the resources of his country to execute the work that he has been given to do. So, in, we are also of a kingdom. We have... When you are born again, you are a citizen. You become a citizen of the kingdom of God, right? Where God himself is the king, isn't it? You agree? So you belong somewhere. All of your entirety belongs somewhere. And so the one that has given you the life, that will enable you to plan should be reckoned because he is going to place a demand. You see, Corinthians tells us that the foundation has been laid by the blood of Jesus. Each and every one of us, we are building. Some will build with all different kinds of material, but know that 
all the materials that you have used to build shall be tested by fire. Are you sleeping? You might want to take a stroll. This is important that we all get this. So, stewardship, biblical stewardship is utilizing all the resources that God has given you for his glory. For your glory, I will do anything just to see you. To behold you as my king. I just want to be where you are. Your life must be lived to give him glory and honor. You can't live life anyhow. Because our days are numbered. To some, 80 years. To some, 100 years. To some, 40. And it is appointed unto us to die once, except the Lord by his mercy choose to wake you up. But after that is judgment. That's the Bible. We sing, he knows my name. He sees it is the fall. And he is me when I call. So you must understand that stewardship begins and ends with the understanding that God creates and he owns all things. This is the foundation for biblical stewardship. You must know that God created. So when you look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 and 17, for in him, was created the universe of things, everything, both in the heavenly realm and on earth, all that is seen and all that is unseen, every seat of power, realm of government, principality and authority, it all exists through him and for his purpose. He existed before anything was made and now everything finds completion in him. I love that. Everything, the universe of things finds completion in him. Your life and all of its expressions in terms of your giftings, in terms of your whatever it is that we know or we are going to know about your life. That's why I put it this way. All your life, your life, and all its expressions. Whatever you are, whatever you are now, and whatever or whosoever you will become, should find completion in him. Because in him was created all the universe of things. So when you become the queen, the president, the chairman of organization, MDCO, whatever expressions God is going to give your life, you should understand that in him was created all the universe of things, but the power, realm of government, principality and authority, it all exists in him and for his purpose. So we say, in him I live. In him, I move. In him, I have my being. We are talking about stewardship. God is the ultimate giver. There is nothing that you can ever give to God. And Please understand this. When we are talking about giving, it's not just money. I'm talking about you. You. 
God wants you first. You, your heart, to resonate with him. Your, your life first before any other thing. If your life is not, I don't want to use my usual in tandem. If your life is not uh, aligning with him, no matter what you will give to God, he's not going to take it. He wants you first. He who did, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him, with him, with Jesus, how can he not with Jesus freely give us all things? So if God has given you his son, Jesus, there is nothing else that you will want from him that he will not give to you. According to his will. So if he did not spare his own son, how can he not? With Jesus, with him, also freely give us all things. Romans 8 verse 32. Romans 8 verse 32. So God loves, he loves you, and he gave you his son to die. So you must know this that you cannot you cannot dislike or hate the people Jesus died for. So you are to love by your act of service. So what must you do as a good steward? The one who knows that one day I'm going to give account of how I live. You know, I started to say to you that you belong to a kingdom of heaven. So when all is said and done, when you have finished all your 90 years, 100 years, for some they want to live 120 years, that's okay. When all is said and done, you are going to go back. When an ambassador has finished his work, what, what does he do? He goes back or she goes back to the country of his, eh, of his birth, right? When he, when he said, I done for me, I know I'm going home to meet my father. And so, when I walk with the understanding that I am going to go home, uh, so what must I do to be a good steward? Number one, you must empty yourself of self-promotion. We're talking about stewardship. But remember our team for the year says, let him who glory, right? Glory himself in the in the Lord. So when you know that what you have, my life and all of its expression is not mine, they're a gift from God, you must empty yourself of self-promotion. Romans chapter 12 verse 13. God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride. I will not ask each I will ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Your relevance is only in his glory. So what is it that you have that God has not given you? Really? So don't create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using God's given faith as a standard of measurement 
and then you will see your true value with appropriate self-esteem. So when you think about, oh my God, these are all gifts from you. Then you will come to know what your true value is, that you are just a recipient of his gift, a recipient of his grace. You must be trustworthy and a thoughtful manager. In Luke chapter 12, verse 14 to 40, verse 41 to 43, Lord Peter asked, Does this only, does this apply only to the 12 of us or is it for everyone else as well? The Lord replied, a master will delegate authority in his house to a trustworthy and thoughtful manager. Can God trust you with resources? Some of us, we are praying for God to promote us to a place where resources will flow into our hands. Can you be trusted? Can God trust you with power? The power you are asking for, I want to be powerful. I want to be rich and famous. Can you be trusted with those things you are asking for? Remember Daniel. Daniel was uh, was an advisor in the, in, the, in the kingdom. But he could be trusted with power. He didn't forget himself. What about Joseph? Who was made prime minister. You see, power and money is a true test of character. Some people are very calm now and humble. Because they don't have money. The moment somebody have like they like five hundred thousand that you have not seen once before, five hundred k. The moment that money drops like this, your account will shake, and you first shout, "Ah, the Lord is good," and nobody can talk to you again. You know, sometimes I just hear some people say something, I just laugh. In the traffic, they are fighting. Do you know who I am? Do you... <laughs> that you are asking me, do, you, do, you, do I know who you are means that you are nobody. Will Dangode... I mean, Dangote, does he need to ask anybody that, do you know who I am? Or Pastor Adeboye, or Bishop Oyedepo, do they need to ask anybody that, do you know who I am? Let's, let's list them. God has blessed us so much in the kingdom. Is it not an embassy? Does he know to, do, do, I mean, does he need to ask one, do you know who I am? There is what they call self-recognition. You know, you see them, you know. Without being told, you know, uh, uh, this person, I don't want to mention hip-hop star. I saw one of them recently. Nobody told me that this, I've never met him before. I just saw him. I mean, it was outside of this country. I just saw him. I said, I know this guy now. Some of you will say, I will show you who I am. Who are you? Some people just because they can afford 50k for a police escort. God save God help God help this country. And they put them in front of their car. A police spy driving their car with one carrying one small pistol. Somebody that is being paid with taxpayers' money. Just because they have some little change, little, 
Just small. All the things that some people are bragging about. Some people can just bring it out of your, their pocket like this. Say, why are you shouting? One billion, is that all that you have? Take it. So, do you know who I am? Who are you? Can you be trusted? Amen. You must be a thoughtful manager. You must be a thoughtful manager. You remember the 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 the, the one whose master was going out on a journey and he gave gifts to one according to their ability. To one he gave five. To one he gave two. And one he gave one. Right. Do you know that the one that multiplied five into ten and the one that multiplied two to four, they have done the same thing. You agree. They have both multiplied their resources 100%. If I had to mark them, they have done. No wonder the same thing was said to them. Good and faithful servants. Enter the joy of your Lord. He did not say, ah, you that you had to, why did you make it five? But the one who had one was the one going about the street telling people, do you know who I am? And eventually did not do anything. Don't be envious. The what God has given you, manage it well. Multiply it. Ask God for grace. And you see, God increases our capacity as we will trust Him. But you must be trusted and thoughtful. You must also understand your master's desire so you don't misappropriate the resources that has been given to you. Misappropriation is when you are using what, what something is not meant for. Good reason, no. For example, in an organization, they have given you 10 naira. This 10 naira is for buying paper every month. Paper for the printer. And so, maybe you did not print much last month. And there is a need to buy fuel. You now use the money for paper to buy fuel. You have committed an offense. Without permission to say, oh, this money, we have this money, we can still manage, but uh, sir or ma, can we use this 10 naira to buy fuel? And then they said, okay, 10 naira from, that is meant for paper, stationary last month, this month we're using it to buy petrol. It is called misappropriation. You have not used the resources well for what it is intended for. So, as a good steward, you must understand what your master desire is. What does he want from me? That's the question that you must always ask him. Luke chapter 12, verse 41 to 43. And a household manager will serve others what they need at exactly the right time. 43 to 45. And whenever his master's return, he will find that his servants. Let's let's open open your open, please. Luke chapter 12, verse 12. No, verse 42. I beg your pardon. Can you go to about 41? I would love us to read the illustration, but just write it down and please go right when you get to the house. But you must understand that the resources that the Lord has given to you is to serve others. 
to serve others. Serve others with all the resources God endowed you with. There is nothing that you have that has not been given by God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. James chapter 1. Luke chapter 42, verse 43 and 44. And I need you to, I'm reading the Passion Translation. And so, Jesus speaking says, And when his master returns, he will find that his servant has served him well. I promise you, the master will reward him generously and he will be placed as an overseer of everything that he owns. What we are taking from here is that you must serve well. Don't just give half-baked service. Just because, so that they don't say, I did not do it. And I am, I am not talking about church. You know, when we leave this place, we are going into the world because we are sent to the world. Don't give half-baked service in your area of assignment, your place of influence. That's where God has placed you. Where God has placed you. Your workplace, your business. Serve well. Don't give half average you know, just don't do enough to pass. You know, do your best at all times. You must understand that where you are, the destiny of people are attached to your assignment, to your role. Whether in your office, whether in the church, wherever you find yourself, know that that service, that thing that God has committed to you to do, lives of people are dependent on it. Look at the house that fell or collapsed. Let me use the word. I say this with heavy with heavy, you know, with uh, with with uh, with sadness and every level of responsibility because lives were lost. But perhaps he was not thinking about the reality or the fact that whatever I do here, lives of people are, are on the line. Whether you are a doctor, you are a nurse. Just serve well. A lawyer, a secretary, an, an accountant, an engineer, a pilot, air hostess, a, a caterer, whatsoever you do, do it well. Good and faithful servants. What must you expect? as a good steward. Expect a generous reward. Then again, you know, our text is Luke chapter 12, verse 40. Can start reading from verse 15. Just read Luke chapter 12. Jesus said, I promise you, the master will reward him generously And place him as an overseer of everything he owns. So when you are a good steward, expect a reward, a generous reward. And when you are a good steward, there is always more. More. Let's conclude. Again, heaven's kingdom is like a wealthy man who went on a long journey and summoned all his trusted servants and assigned his financial management over to them. Before he left his journey, he constructed a bag of fire. He entrusted Oh, God help me. He entrusted a bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants to another a bag of 2,000 gold coins and to the third a bag of 1,000 gold coins each 
according to his ability to manage. We know that story. Verse 16. The one entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out. Immediately went out and traded with the money and he doubled his, his investment. In the same way, the one who was entrusted with two was entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded with the sum and likewise double its investment. But the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. Know this. God expects you to be diligent and productive. God expects you to be diligent and productive. What are you producing? Bitterness, rage, anger. What are you producing? What value are you given? It's not just enough for you to say, God is not blessing me. Avoid procrastination. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it next week. Oh, I'll do it next year. Immediately, the servant went out and traded with what he was given. There is none of us seated in this auditorium that God has not given a gift. He said, he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. You are not ordinary. If you will look within, God has given you what you need to succeed in life. And let me say this to you. One thing will lead to another. It's either you feel that what God has given me is too small. Some of us, we are looking at our condition of birth as, as not noble. So, you are not desiring greatness. Because you feel or think that God is not involved in the, in the, in the circumstance or circumstances of your life. Some of us are saying, oh, if I were just uttered the last son. Some of us, we think, oh, we, when you look at people, what you want to ask is, who is his father? Uh, and say, ah, his father is a dangote now, or somebody else, or, or say, ah, what do you expect now? That one has a good, good foundation now. And so you are not launching for greatness. You are not trusting to God. You see, the Bible says to us, we've read it, that in him was created the universe of all things. The God who created them also created you. And What about, think about Joseph. Joseph was a slave in Potiphar's house. One circumstance led to another and led him to become a prime minister. God is faithful. The Bible tells me that he can take a poor out of the dunghill and he can make him to sit amongst princes. God is has not made a mistake with your life. Stand up and know that you want something in his hands. You are an arrow in the hand of your creator. Avoid procrastination. Since you have been saying, I will do, I will do. Oh, if only if the condition was just appropriate. Only if the economy is good, I will have started this business. I will have gone to school. I will have done this, I will have done that. But know that a farmer that waits for the right weather will not sow. How long will you wait? The, 
or what God has given you that is in it that you know that this is special about me what have you done with it everyone has a gift in them remember the story of that of that widow uh, the, the wife at, the husband had passed on and she was owing so much money and she ran to the prophet the next the first question the prophet asked her or asked her was what do you have in your house and she said eh, i have uh, she said nothing at first she said nothing not i said no i have i have something i have a small uh, oil you know and i have you know a jar she said go out borrow vessels don't borrow small borrow as much as you can borrow and keep pouring you see when you keep pouring what God has given to you, it will keep enlarging you. You just take that bold step of pouring and never stop. Keep pouring and keep trusting him and you, will can, you cannot be put to shame. Don't procrastinate. The night comes when no man will be able to do Your service must be excellent. Don't be a mediocre. And lastly, develop your skills. Only a knowledgeable, only a knowledgeable servant in business could have traded wisely. So the man who took that gift of ta- gift of coins given to him to trade must have learned how to trade. Right? The woman, uh, widow that uh, the prophet said, go, after she had, after she closed the door and poured and then the oil and then everything, when everything, she said, go and sell. Right? Go and sell develop your skills. What skills do you have? Some of us, ours, we are, we are, what's the meaning of uh, when something is dull? The axe, your axe is dull. Your skills are no longer relevant for a 21st century business. You need to go and learn. Again. I, I remember I said to someone, I said, if you want to write a program now, we used to use Fortran. Any computer, somebody here in this place. Recently, okay, don't let me say this. I was, I was going to make a joke from, from the, from the bench, but I will not say it. This microphone I'm holding, it's different from 1992 microphone, Forget about with all these cars that you see on our road that is, uh, you know, sometimes you see a car, ah, ah, even the manufacturer, they have, they have forgotten how they produce this car. Forget about all of that. Some of us, we are not better than those cars. We, some of us, we are carrying old brain around. We need to freshen up. They are telling us now that if you're in architecture, you have to go and know, you have to know building information model, you have to be able to coordinate information amongst this. It's a software that you have to go and learn. Meaning that my, my trade is moving gradually from, you know, at move from drawing board, drafting, then to card, and then from card. I should be able to manage all information from every other allied professional in my industry just by the use of a software. So if I don't do that, the next five, six years, I'll be obsolete. And so who wants to engage an obsolete, an obsolete fellow? Don't die before your time. For you to be relevant, learning is a continuous thing. 
the Lord bless his word in our hearts. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We exalt you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Bless us in Jesus' name. Stretch forth your hands to the communion table. Bless this communion, O God. Father, as we do this in, in remembrance of you, everything in us that is not of God Father every tree that you have not planted in our lives as we partake of your of your blood wash us wash us completely clean and void of everything that you have not planted in our lives wash sickness away from our body whatever that can break the body of Jesus will not be able to break our body Sickness and diseases is far from us. Limitation is broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. service.